Hi, and welcome to another Kirky Free Sermons podcast. We hope that our sermons help you further your understanding of the Word of God and guide you into your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Whether you're tuning in on podcast or radio, we're glad that you're here today. Let's jump into this week's message. We're continuing the journey in Acts and church planning. Uh, the last time we were together, we were in, 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 in uh, Philippi, where a church was planted, and, and, and things were happening, and lives were being changed, and, and the jailer was saved, and, and uh, the, 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 the earth was shaking, and, and uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul and Silas was moving forward with the Word of God, with Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And he was sharing that now in Macedonia, because God had called him there to mission. Is God going to call you and I to mission? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the awesome truth we have in the fact that we, um, we believe that Jesus is coming again. He is the foundation of our Christian faith, our hope, our joy, our promise, our confidence, our boldness. But until then... We want to go on singing and living and being the church with a message. So guide us these moments. Send your Holy Spirit upon us as a church and as individuals to live in the promises of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So they go to to Thessalonica, Acts chapter 17. Starting with verse 1, they travel through Amphilia and Apollyano and then to Thessalonica where there was the synagogue of the Jews. Verse 2, and according to Paul's custom, he went to them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them in the Scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer, rise again from the dead, and saying, this Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ or Messiah. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, along with a great multitude of God-fearing Greeks and a number of leading women. But the Jews became jealous, and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And coming upon the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. And when they did not find them, they began to drag out Jason and some brethren before the city authorities, shouting, These men have upset the world. They have come here also. And Jason has welcomed them, and they all acted contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And they stirred up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things. And when they had received a pledge from Jason and the others, they released them. And the brother immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they had arrived there, they went to the synagogue of the Jews. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they had received the word with great eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. And many of them therefore believed, along with a number of prominent Greek women and men. But when the Jews of Thessalonica found out that the word of God had been proclaimed by Paul and Berea also, they came there likewise agitating and stirring up the crowds. And then immediately the brethren sent Paul out to go as far as to the sea. Silas and Timothy remained. 
And now those who uh, conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens and receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, and they departed. Guide us again, Father, in your word. Amen. But the church planning movement, now in Thessalonica. A synagogue, a place of worship. Philippi was down by the river. There was no synagogue. But here the, the Jews and, and uh, perhaps a proselyte uh, people had, had come to the synagogue. It's a great place to start with the message. And that's where Paul customary goes to connect with his people, the Jewish people. And Paul is there for three weeks talking about Jesus. For three weeks. Yes, probably on the Sabbath, for sure. Reading, probably on the Sabbath, he, he opened up Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9. And, and can you hear Paul saying, And the people who walk in darkness, they will see a great light. For those who live in a dark land, the light will shine upon them. And, and they shall multiply the, the nations and shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in thy presence as with the gladness of the harvest. As men rejoice, they will divide the spoil. Verse 4, For thou shalt break the yoke of their burden and the staff of their soldiers, shoulders, the rod of their oppression in the battle of Midian. For every boot of the booted warrior in the battle... Um, triumph and the cloak in blood will be burned fuel for the fire. And then verses we know and, and, and from Isaiah 9. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, the government will rest upon his soldier, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of his peace. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with his justice and righteousness. And then and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord will do these things. Can you see Paul just bringing that and said, you know, the son, Jesus was born. And his name is wonderful. He's counselor. He's a prince. He is our peace. He is our hope. Telling it to the Jewish people who, who wanted a freedom, who, who wanted a, a, a deliverance, who wanted to, to celebrate perhaps some of the blessings that we, we cherish or maybe don't even cherish and value here in our country. But Paul is, is coming alongside the people. Jesus died. On the cross, He was the sacrifice. He died for your sins. He died for my sins. And then He rose again from the dead. He rose again in His resurrection. We can now be justified. We can now be totally atoned for our sin. What does that feel like? Do you need to be forgiven? Do you need to know what He has for you? as he talks to the Jews, as we hear by the Holy Spirit, all that has happened. Men and women, there is extreme power in first-hand accounts that Paul can bring. But you and I, have you been touched by God? Have you been saved? Can you say amen to the gospel message of Jesus Christ? Can you come forth? Can you share with people with total confidence that if you were to die today before your body hits the floor, you're going to be in heaven with the Lord? Then you have authority. 
and speak it with authority and speak it with confidence because we have the word of God. And, and, and there's power, authenticity. Do you really believe it? And, and, and for us to be uh, sincere in, in our hope, in our confidence. Church planning movement here is going forward. And from Paul and from you, or, or from me, I hope you, you, you hear from him and you hear from the Word of God and you hear from anyone who stands up here and brings the gospel message to you, who brings the Word of God, that, 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 that they believe what they're preaching, what they're reading, and what they're saying. And as you look to the future, that God will raise up one a, a, a man to come and, and lead us, lead you. Because they know who they believe. In Jesus Christ. Jesus, Paul tells the people, is our Messiah. He is our wonderful. He is our hope. He is our forgiveness. Jesus is our Freedom. Our freedom. Our deliverer. Jesus is the promise to return. And that new heaven and that new earth. That place he's prepared for you and I as his children. Not for those who are not apart. Jesus is the salvation. There is no other name by which to be saved. That's the confidence and the word that we can have. And as Paul is there in Thessalonica and as he's sharing these numbers believed, the Jewish people whom Paul first goes to believed that Jesus was that Messiah. But then there were also other Greeks, some of the men and leading women. Leading men. Born again. A church plant, the Holy Spirit at work. Has Kirk Free been a part of a church plant in, in its history? I'm sorry, I don't remember what was written in the in the dialogue there that was in the back of the bulletin. But has has Kirk Free been a part of the, any church planting? Where? Frant, yeah, okay, Wilmer. Wilmer, you know, and 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 that's a that's a testimony of of our love for the truth that we're willing to not just you know focus here in our Judea but Samaria and the other most parts of of the world. Church planning is 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 powerful because church planning and as people are coming together as the, to form a, a, the body of Christ, it, there's new believers. There's excitement. And the same can be as God moves here, as God, you know, brings a new shepherd, as God brings new opportunities, a part of that. Let, let's, let's allow the Holy Spirit, as we see here going on in, in Thessalonica and Berea and Philippi, the movement of God. Church plant has a focus, has a focus to reach the lost. A church plant is, is in love with Jesus. I know, I know the challenge, I'm assuming, uh, because it was the Word of God that you received last week from Ephesus, that we have, we have not lost our first love. That we are still in love with Jesus. Because Jesus saved you. Jesus saved me. Because of that, I love Him. 
and I serve him and I live for him who died for me and I lived as he comes again. Kirk Free, we must not lose our cause and our purpose. We must not lose why God still has us here to be light and darkness, to lead people out of darkness, for that the Word of God to be heard in our community, for our Word of God more and more in our community. We need to be a people of hope and calling people of darkness uh, from my Lutheranism and my uh, connections at, 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 point, at times with Catholicism. You guys understand in, in a sense, we need to be a hope for people to call them out of what can so happen so easily in my Lutheranism, a false security in the fact that I have been sacramental or whatever it would be. And that's not the foundation. God has us here not to bash, not to throw them under the bus, but to, but, but to share with people that God has called us into the truth and the truth has made us free, no pun intended, but the truth has given us a, 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 a relationship that is personal, authentic, and, 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 and alive. I needed that as much in my history and, as anybody. But God calls the church to lead people out of darkness, out of works, out of ceremonial, to grace alone, to Christ alone. Faith in Christ, in His blood and His righteousness. Out of a bondage into a freedom we think about today. Well, it happened. It happened in Thessalonica. The Apostle Paul was there, and, the, and, the, and he built on a foundation of the, uh, of the authority of Scripture. He built on a foundation of repentance, built on a foundation of returning to follow Jesus. But the enemy was there. The enemy stood up and stirred up the community, the community of unbelievers. It says wicked men. To, to, they, they pulled alongside of them wicked men to rally with them with jealousy. They had no interest in hearing the word of the Lord. No interest. Even as they came to the synagogue, as they worshipped in the synagogue, as they were ceremonial in the synagogue, they had no interest in to hear the word of the Lord. To perhaps hear in Isaiah chapter 9. The deliverer to come. They had no interest in listening to the Holy Spirit that would convict and point them to truth. That would, that would draw them to the truth. They had no interest in changing their ways as the Word and the presence of God can do. So they rush on the house and, and uh, they don't find Paul and Silas, those who are stirring up. Uh, but they find a homeowner and they accuse him of unlawful assembly or having these people come in and, and to be a part of that. Um, I, I, I don't know if you picked that up in there, but uh, 
One of the things that we think about the life of Jesus is that uh, they accused him of, are you the king, Jesus the king of the king, and, and in conflict with Caesar. Now we have the Jewish people are saying, you know, he's trying to be a king you know, in place of Caesar. They don't believe in Caesar as their king to start with, but they're using this against them. And, and I just kind of smiled at it. Okay, now Caesar is okay. Now Caesar's okay uh, in, in that, but, um, but it's not to be Jesus saying that the, we have another king, Jesus. No, it's just Caesar. When people are anti-truth, sometimes there's no common sense. Sometimes there's not even an argument. Don't even go there. It doesn't pay. Because they're closed-minded and they're going the wrong direction. And this is what Paul and Silas were dealing with. Well, the fine was paid. We could debate it, but the fine was paid. And the church now looks out for their pastor, for their teacher, for the messenger, for Paul and Silas. See, they, they, I, I would say they felt solid in, in the foundation that had already now been laid for them. And the, and the church then takes Paul and Silas and sends them out of town to protect them. And, and, um, and, and, and for them to go on. And, I, and, and, they were, and they were good. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And listen what, what Paul writes back to this church that had responded to the gospel, had cared for him and given offerings to him. Just uh, let, let me first uh, about nine, nine verses there. First uh, Thessalonians chapter one, verse two. We give thanks to God always for all of you, Paul writes, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith, your hope of love, your steadfastness and hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of God and the Father. Knowing, brethren, beloved by God, His choosing of you, His calling of you. Verse 5, For our gospel did not come to you with words only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in such tribulation with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Archaea. Isn't this great when he's writing to this church plant of how they had matured and who they had become? Could he write that about us? Verse 8. For the word of God has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Archaea, but also in every place your faith towards God has gone forth so that we have no need to say anything more. For they themselves report about us what kind of reception we had with you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, that is Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. I mean, hear the word of the Lord. From this church that the Holy Spirit was moving in. 
Again, can we say that and write that about our fellowship? Would people write that about us in our history, in our presence, in our love for Jesus, in love for the Gospel? If not, let's, let's pray, Lord, help us to fall in love with Jesus again. Help us to fall in love with Jesus more. Help us to remember as we partake of His body and blood of all He has given to us. So the team then heads to Berea and they do the same thing. Go to the synagogue. They share the Word of the Lord. The Holy Spirit does it again, convicting and drawing people to truth. This is church planning in its, in its purity. This group is a little more open. They're a little more eager. A fun group to have. A community that's eager and, 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 and want to, and, and they affirm what they're hearing, what they need. They're digging. Yes! But once again, the enemy comes, tries to stop the Word of God. I, I could have, and we can, but I won't. We can go to Matthew chapter 13 where the seed is planted. You know, and some on good ground, some on, on fertile ground, some on rocky ground. And this is good ground where the Holy Spirit comes in this church and it produces, you know, tenfold, fiftyfold, a hundredfold. The Word of God is growing in the hearts and the lives of the lost and the people who need Jesus. And the fruit was amazing. The fruit was amazing. Try to stop the Word of God as it goes forward. The gates of hell cannot stop it, correct? When, when we are in love with Jesus, the gates of hell will not stop it. And let's not forget that story. It's not that the gates are here. It's that the church is pushing the gates back. And that's what we have an opportunity and privilege to do with the Word of God. As we see Paul to share. Again, the enemy shows up, but too late. You cannot undo what God is doing. You cannot pluck them out of the amazing grace that they receive in Christ. They protect Paul, send him on his way. I don't know, what was Paul like that his message was such, it had such an impact and such power. And I don't think, I don't think Paul got as wound up as I sometimes do. And he doesn't claim to be eloquent and in, in his style as, as, as a part of that. I, you know, but, but you know what? It had to be the Holy Spirit. It has to be the Holy Spirit to have an impact on the hearts and the lives who are walking in darkness. Come, Holy Spirit. What keeps this guy going? The Lord, for him to, to revive us these days, to be a church in love with Jesus, excited about what God is doing. A church as we remember the body and blood of Christ that 
as we think of today being on a weekend of, of our national freedom, but that in a, just a couple of moments that we remember the freedom and the deliverance we have through the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I enjoy fireworks. And I'll watch some. I get to go sit down by the lake and watch them over the lake this evening. But truth is, there are nothing compared to, this, to the fireworks that we can have in Christ. And we remembering all that He's given to us. Will you pray with me, please, as the deacons come and we prepare for our time of remembrance? Father, the rockets will blare and the trumpets and the fireworks will go. But Lord, I anticipate and I look for the day when the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. And all who remain will be caught up together with them in the air because of the freedom we have in Christ. And until then, you do call us to remember. And I just pray, Father, that as we take these moments to remember, that they will be a time to move us to be the church in love with Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Kirkoven Evangelical Free Church of Kirkoven, Minnesota. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please email us at kirkefree at gmail.com. That's K-E-R-K-E-Free at gmail.com.